Radio. Just a little tiny episode. Just a little mini episode. Jason's away this week. He was also away last week. So this time I got Jason to record a mini episode in his absence. Putting in the work. It's kind of like when Jamie Kennedy shows up in Scream 2 and he's like, listen, or is it? No, it's the, I think it's in Scream 3. And he's like, listen, I know I'm dead, but these are the rules of surviving a trilogy. And I'm like, wait a second. You died at the beginning of the second one, you asshole. Fuck you, Jamie Kennedy. What I'm saying is, fuck you, Jason. You're already yeah. dead. Why are you on this episode? Well, I had to be here because we wanted to say something. We wanted to have something to put up for the fine folks. We have a, a, another another thing to put up uh, for the other week, but I thought I would do something nice and, and be here for you. And we can commiserate on this mini episode. We can have fellowship. And, and just so you know, guys, Jason is double vaxxed, so he could croak at any moment. So that's don't right, you that's dare right. change that channel. Uh, I just had my second vaccination uh, this afternoon, and uh, at any point, the globalists could have their final victory over me. So uh, if I die during this podcast, uh, Brendan, I've instructed Brendan to post it and uh, uh, get us those sweet, sweet downloads. And you're, and you're giving me all your money. Uh, well, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can have all my money. <laughs> I'm poor. Sweet, 20 grand. You're funny. <laughs> you want you want the like you want you want the twenty dollars in my savings account? Yes. Right. <laughs> what kind of a question is that? Of course I do. <laughs> of course you do. So this is a mini episode and we're just Brendan is knocking shit over. Don't cut this out, Brendan. Brendan is knocking shit over. This is real. This is raw. The mini episode on the regular episodes, folks, you get like the polished us. You get like Brendan goes through every episode. He cuts out the ahs, the ums. He massages our words. You know, sometimes he will change the things I say because it's not politically acceptable. But on this one, baby, you just get it raw. Yeah, but it's because J- I cut out all of Jason's uh, libertarian speeches. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm c- quoting a lot of Ron Paul speeches uh, uh, and, and spitting them back at Brendan. He's always talking about the Fountainhead. Oh, man, and, I, and yet the Federal Reserve. Man, I hate the Federal Reserve. Oh, oh. Was the Fountainhead a sequel to Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain? Yes. Okay. And uh, Ayn Rand had a time machine, went into the future, saw the movie, wrote a sequel to it. I was going to tell you, I'm glad you mentioned that this episode is raw, because when you started setting up this as a mini episode, I was like, don't fucking set this up like it's some formal shit, no, Jason. No, 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 You know what you signed up for. This is this episode, I'm going to say right now, if you're listening to this right now, expecting any kind of content, no. this is bullshit. No, fuck you. This That's episode, not what you're getting. This episode is bullshit. It is bullshit. You know what you're getting when you see a mini episode come up from us, and it's just us fucking jerking off, basically. Yeah, I mean, you should see us jerking off. Well, no, you shouldn't. You don't want to see that. I, I assure you. I have to. Well, yeah, no, you have to. I have to, but they it's don't. Not only like Jason shows me, he literally puts a camera on his crotch, hooks it up to a monitor yeah. uh, mm-hmm. above us, like well, like on the ceiling. Like, you know Patrick Bateman in American Psycho when he's looking up at the mirror and yeah. he's watching himself fuck? That's like what Jason does. Well, I like to keep an eye on it. Um, you know, you don't want anything to go wrong. And <laughs> also, Brendan, you've directed films before. You know how helpful it is to have a monitor. Well, also, it's easier for Jason to stay uh, looking at the microphone while he talks and checks out his own dick at the same that's time. That's right. That's right. It keeps me focused, and I uh, I appreciate that. So thank you for spending that ridiculous amount of money to set that system up for me. Did you take that out of the budget, Jason? I stole that from the What Were They Thinking Patreon. Oh, God damn you. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. 
so yeah, mini episode. We, we asked, we solicited people on uh, the street, on the street, for letters, comments, concerns, and nobody in the street wanted to talk to us because they didn't know who we were and they didn't watch British movies. But we might have got a few emails. We got it. We did. We did get a, a, a few comments and an email. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna read this one first because I, I this is a question I've been dying to ask you, Jason. Sure. This is from at Rum Pod. Okay. He says, uh, "What is the best Kevin and Perry film?" Uh, when I was in high school, I remember getting a bootleg copy of Kevin and Perry Go Large, and I quote that film to this day. So, Jason, I've always wanted to know because every day you come in here, you're quoting Kevin and Perry. Kevin this, Perry this, Kevin Perry this, Perry Kevin this. And, you know, I, I keep asking, like, are you talking about the singer Perry Cuomo and the actor Kevin uh, Kevin Klein and their buddy comedy career? And you're like, no, I'm talking about Kevin and Perry go large. And, like, I never quite get what you're saying. But at the same time, I really like this idea of a Kevin Klein and Perry Cuomo uh, buddy cop movie. At the same time, I think Kevin Spacey and Perry Cuomo would be more interesting and probably creepier but anyway uh J- jason you were saying <laughs> uh i'm trying to figure out what these uh what what kevin and perry is uh because clearly i'm not enough of an anglophile to know so i, I guess what he's asking is what's your favorite kevin neal and matthew perry uh team-up movie <laughs> studio 60 on the sunset strip the motion picture it's kevin neal in that- yep yep and that's why it was so much better than the show Kevin Neal was on that show? No, he wasn't on that show. God damn you. But he was in the movie in my mind. I'm going to say... I'm going to thank you for your question. The whole nine grandma's boys. And I'm going to say Kevin and Perry Go Large is the best Kevin and Perry movie because I can't find any evidence of another Kevin and Perry movie. I see that Kevin the Teenager is a character. So Kevin and Perry you haven't seen? No, and maybe I should. Uh, Let me see what the reception was. (laughs) That will determine my opinion. Early in his career, Andy Murray was sometimes called Kevin the Teenager due to his bad-tempered, on-court demeanor and occasionally surly attitude in interviews. That has nothing to do with the reception. Oh, that was the guy. All right. Reception. Here we go. Kevin and Perry Go Large was the top-grossing film at the British box office over the Easter weekend of 2000. Uh, The next next week, the film was knocked off the top spot by Scream 3. Scream 3 was just basically the same movie. Yeah. And since I don't like Scream 3 all that much, I'll say Kevin and Perry Go Large is better than Scream 3. I know that's what you were asking at Rumpod, and there's your answer. Uh, at Brad Apps 2 on Twitter sure. uh, says, oh, because we were talking about evil pockmarked people yes. in British films, and he says uh, there's evil and pockmarked in Hollywood too, James Woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In real life and in the movies. But he's not my go-to Hollywood pockmarked, although he certainly is evil. Uh, and this guy's not evil, but uh, Willem Dafoe, he's the best pockmarked, uh, followed by a close second of Edward James almost. And both of those are, are better people. For sure, for sure. In general. So Absolutely. we So we can just not have James Woods. Yeah. I mean, he's a great actor, no question. I'm, I will never dispute James Woods' talents because I fucking love him on screen, but that's it. Jason Sharon Horwat says, I have not seen this because you guys, she got to get her catchphrase in. Of course. <laughs> um, she says, what are some older British films and newer British films that aren't on the list that you think should be? Wow. I, I mean, I will have to, I'll take a stand right now for either Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. Yeah, for sure. Well, you got to get one of the Cornetto trilogy movies on there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of I, I would probably want to put a Guy Ritchie movie on there. Like a probably Snatch. Probably I think that's Snatch. my favorite of, of his bunch. Yeah. Not uh, not swept away. <laughs> Save that one for later. Or King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Because that's the thing, is like it uh, Sharon, my dear. 
Movie-wise, I've pretty much only been watching British movies of this list and of our other choices over the last two years, um, or four years, or whatever we've been doing this podcast now. Like, I don't tend to, these days, I don't, especially during the pandemic, when I haven't been able to go to the theater, I don't tend to watch movies outside of that. So, I mean, I think we've talked about, like, some of the movies we've talked about as offshoots. Like, I think I would like to see, like, Attack the Block or something like that on the list. Because, yep. I mean, it brings some goddamn diversity to this list. Yeah, absolutely. We, we do need to mix it up a bit. And that's why I like definitely keep stuff like My Beautiful Laundrette because it has that... Uni- and it's also a great movie. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. And for the sake of diversity. It, it checks the modern boxes as well as being a fantastic movie. So it's got everything. And it's, you know what, folks? It's okay for lists to change. It's okay. Stuff happens. You know, new movies get made. Uh, things get replaced. Like, just because a movie falls off the list doesn't mean it's bad. She also would like to know... Um, yes, Sharon. Are there any movies that could be considered British because of the talent behind or in front of the camera, but is technically American because of the distributor that you think should be on the list? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I always thought the full Monty was that. Yeah. Until it popped up, obviously, on this list. Just because it got so much play over here. Yeah. I mean, the Harry Potter movies, technically, they'd be American movies, wouldn't they? I mean, a couple of them might be coming up at a later project. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But um, yes, I, I think according I would, to the BFI, those would be classified as American movies. In my films. mind, I would put uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. If I wanted to put one Harry Potter movie on the list, I think I'd put Prisoner of Azkaban. I mean, certainly Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindel- <laughs> Grindelwald. I can't even say it. You can't even say it. It's, it's bad. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of title for a big movie. It's a lot of title for a big movie with a lot of stuff going on, but also at the same time, nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny to me because like, and this is a mini episode, so I don't feel bad about these digressions. I want to talk about Harry Potter for a sec. Uh, yeah. JK, whatever. We, we, we don't like JK because she's a turf, whatever. Well, she's always um, joking. Yeah. She's always joking. Um, I like her world. I like those books. Uh, I came to them late because I was a, I was probably 17 when the first movie came out. So I felt like I was like, oh, this is for kids, right? And then I saw the movie. I was like, wow, that was fucking good. And then I ended up reading the books and and was enchanted. It's a lovely book series. And I wanted to see more of the wizarding world, like, kind of in that era. Like, like I would have been interested to see the further adventures of Harry Potter. Like, Harry Potter growing up, being an Auror, being like a detective. And and I know that's, like, very common on the internet. But I love that idea. It sounds great. That wizarding world fascinates me. And going back in time and seeing a prequel, like, God damn it, why does everything need a fucking prequel? I don't get it. Why do we always have to see what happened before? Why is that such a thing? Like, I, why can't we progress? It's like Pat Oswalt says, I don't need to see Darth Vader as a kid. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Man, it doesn't I really, really like help. Darth Vader. He's like ominous and mysterious yeah. and, and scary. I wonder what he was like as a wee little baby. Yeah, I mean, and, and you can you can you can even do backstory and still make it interesting without you know kind of selling out the character. And I'm not saying that that sells out the character, but yeah, Darth Vader was more interesting as a a mysterious figure than he was as a little boy who grew up to be a bad man in a black suit. There you go. But yeah, more more Harry Potter world stuff, and it doesn't need to be back in the day. Like, give me some more modern Wizarding World. I want to see how the Wizarding World interacts with the real world, how like the government deals with wizards, because obviously that's a problem for the civilian Muggle government if they've got fucking wizards running around, and they need to be aware of that, even if the general public isn't. Now, I know you really liked this movie, but do you think something like Kingsman should be on the list, or do you think it's just a really fun movie? You know what? There's a, there's a case to be made because it's so fucking over-the-top insane and stylish and you know michael kane's in there so that gives it a point gotta give him like four more movies he hasn't been in enough movies on the bfi top 100 and you know often i feel like these lists kind of uh, give the short shrift to the blockbuster mm-hmm. 
you know, you don't you don't necessarily get those big movies on there because the you know the pretentious people are like, whoa, that's not a real film. Excuse me, I'm a rich white man. But if you know, as far as British action films go, that's fucking nuts. Like that's even Guy Ritchie looked at that movie and go, that might be much, mate. <laughs> that's a great Guy Ritchie. Thank you. Um, okay, J- Jason, we also got an email. Oh. We got an email from a uh, frequent guest on the show, Steve. And by frequent, we mean the only. I think him and Izzy have been the only guests on the show. Besides Gary not- Kroger. Besides, I did interview Gary Kroger that's for right. our Hard Day's Night episode. That's right. That's correct. Um, but Steve wrote us a, a lovely little email here. He says, good afternoon, gentlemen. Well, you're wrong already, Steve. Yeah. Hot start. Big mistake, Steve. It is I, your old friend Steve of Steve and Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies, now available on all major podcasts. Okay. All yeah, major he's pod always catchers. with the plugs, this guy. Mr. Uh, plug, we call him. Steve the Plugger. You may remember us from our previous appearances on your show, including an underage Kira Knightley in the Dr. Zhivago miniseries. And well, for that, I thank you for putting up with it yet again. I apologize. The Superior 2006 Wicker Man. Well, opinions are like assholes. Yes, we all have different opinions. (laughs) And the Better Than Psycho 1960 thriller Peeping Tom. Fantastic movie. I believe that we will also be joining you shortly to talk about the Italian jobs, but more on that later. Ooh, spoiler. Spoiler alert for a couple weeks from now. Two weeks? A couple weeks. First and foremost, I want to congratulate you both on a job well done with this podcast. Oh, thank you, Steve. Heck, even finding half of these British movie classics is an adventure in itself, but you scoured the seas of the internets to find them, and God bless you for it. I like that. I like that sly reference. (laughs) You really broadened my horizons with respect to British cinema, and I'm sure there are dozens of others who feel the same way. Now, Brendan, if I could just talk alone with Jason for a moment. Oh, okay. Uh, Do you want me to leave? Yeah, you probably should step outside. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, He's gone. He's out the door. All right. Jason, why have you not graced us on everything I learned from the movies, the podcast where we talk about bad to questionable movies, great beer, and a funny third thing? Hmm? We've had such amazing guests such as John C. McGinley, Thomas Jane, Dana Gould, Jane, Janet Varney, Sven Olthorsen, Marshall Bell, Alexandra Paul, and Nicholas Cage's brother, Christopher Coppola. We'd love to add you to this prestigious list if you would have us. We're currently talking about Jay's Bond movies during the 007th month, but in October we'll be talking about Dracula movies during our Year of the Character, so hit us up if you're interested. However, please don't tell Brendan, and folks, I would ask you to do the same. He's sensitive when we have podcast episodes without him on it. Okay, just think about it, and you can let him back into the room now. Okay, Brendan, you come back in! All right, guys. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, uh... So you can pick up there. Okay. Um, okay, so as I was saying, sports, am I right? Oh, you guys are talking about sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. We love it. You're a big sports guy. Oh, I love this. Oh, hello, Brendan, he says. Well, okay, hello. I'm glad you could join us again. Anyway, Izzy and I love your show, even though she doesn't care for British movies, but she's a huge fan of that Gordon Ramsay fellow. Can't get enough of him saying cunt and bastard and whatnot. But we love you guys, and here's to 100 more movies in your spinoff podcast for Scream and Country Time, in which you both go through the Bear Film Institute Top 100 list. Yes! That uh, sounds like a journey. I love that pitch. We're doing it. <laughs> Please feel free to reach out to us at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I learned from, from movies. movies. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or at Podcart Fest, where we host our live stream celebration of podcasting and art <laughs> with special celebrity guests, demonstrations from incredible creators of all sorts, and live entertainment provided by myself and the lovely Izzy. Our next podcast fest will be on Saturday, October 9th, and it's our spooky fall festival. And I'm trying to line up a real who's who in spooky awesomeness. 
For updates, that's PodCartFest. Feel free to spell it out. No, go fuck yourself, Steve. <laughs> On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. How to, How get, to burned. get burned! How to get burned! Steve. Thank you, Steve, for that letter. I will be in touch with you. Uh, hopefully before you hear this, you'll have gotten an email from me and we can set up a date because I would love to be on your podcast. Yes, and thank you also, Steve, for uh, just sending us an email of uh, mostly a plug. Yeah, no, that's okay. You know what? We have to help each other as these low-end podcasters. You know, we're, I'm no Jimmy Pardo and you, sir, are no Nicole Byer. How dare you? I'm saying it. You're no Nicole Byer. You want to hear my Nicole Byer impression? <laughs> oh, I absolutely do. You want to see my visual Nicole yes, Byer? Yes, absolutely, please. No, please, no. <laughs> She's wonderful and so horny. Take good care of each other. That's what friends got to do. They got to take good care. Take good care. Take good care. Take good care. Take, take good care, care of each other. other. So for screen and country, Scream and Country Time, we're going to do that one? Uh, is that where we uh, watch horror movies and drink lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's not about bears. Yeah. Well, the, ba- the bears are the horror. Mo- they're bear-themed horror movies. By the way. Like the bear. <laughs> by the way, that's not a terrible idea <laughs> for Scream Country Time. Just us talking about a different lemonade every week yep. while watch and then talking about a horror movie we watch. Bear-themed horror movie. Oh shit! Well, that's really niche. That's really niche. But there's the way. There's only got to be so many. And right? now, for the seventeenth time in a row, we're talking about, of course, the bear horror movie Backcountry, <laughs> starring I don't remember. Uh, we watched this movie so many times. You mean bats with Lou Diamond Phillips? That's not a bear movie. No. We'll have to watch Backcountry and The Edge. That's it. Ooh. Grizzly. This is Backcountry. What? Is it Sean Connery in that movie? No, I was trying to do Hunter S. Thompson. I was trying oh. to like pretend I had a cigarette in my mouth. See? Trying to do who? Oh, Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. Hunter S. Thompson there. I got my vape in my mouth. Yes, oh. and it sounds like him. We were somewhere around the desert. We were somewhere around Barstow at the end of the desert when the drugs began to take hold. Jason, lock that fucking door. I swear <laughs> to God. Jetpack. What? Oh, yeah, right. He is dead. Football season is over. Jason. Is, Hunter, is, is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas a British movie? I mean, Terry Gilliam was not British, and nobody in it was British. But, I thought he was for the longest time. But he worked with British people, so does Same. that make the film British? I, I think that's a really odd way to think of someone's nationality. <laughs> <laughs> well, he worked with British people for a long time. Surely they infected him with their Britishness. So I was about to make a joke about how, oh, certainly Daniel Day-Lewis is British because he's worked with these no, people. And Welsh. then I was like, no, he's British for real, though. So he is, he is British sense. for real. He's Welsh, but that is also British. So oh, Daniel Day-Lewis is American because he's worked with Americans, right? I mean, it's possible. And, and, and really, if anybody was going to absorb their surroundings, it would be Daniel Day-Lewis. Do you think that happened to Stanley Kubrick? Because he was definitely British, right? No. He's American. No, he was British at the time. Uh, he became it. He absorbed it. But For the longest time, I also thought he was... He has a... Okay, let's talk about that briefly. He has a movie on the BFI Top 100. What's up with that? Was the movie financed by the British, perhaps? Filmed in Britain? Oh, I was cured. I was cured, all right. Well, um, but yeah, I'm wondering because he, he did film movies in a lot of movies in Britain. He did live in England, I think, at the end of his life, didn't he? Yeah. Did they film uh, 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 Eyes Wide Shut there? I don't know. I don't know. They filmed it in a warehouse. Have you watched Eyes Wide Shut in the last like mm. ten years? No, me neither. I remember thinking it was okay. I, I I've read a lot of people saying it's uh, a movie that holds up better. Yeah, that it, it's grown better with time. Perhaps. Yeah, I should like, go back to it. Like a fine milk. Like a fermented milk. If Jason, you I'm just going to ask you now because I think all the people are wondering. Please it. let me know. 
Um, Tell me. Ask I mean, me. let's find out right now on the air, and sure. I don't want you bullshitting around with me anymore. About five and a half. What song was playing what? when your when your dad conceived you? I didn't ask him, and I'm not what going movie? To. What movie was playing? Sorry. Uh, I have to assume it was probably Kramer versus Kramer, which is a weird movie to fuck to, but who knows? Whose side was he on? Kramer's. <laughs> Kramer's. <laughs> oh well, obviously, yeah. Obviously. Do you miss VHS? I thought you were going to ask me if I missed Vietnam. Do you miss Vietnam? Well, okay, both questions then. Okay. Do you miss Vietnam since you've been there? Right. Oh, do I? Do you? Um. Well, you know, I miss I miss the water slides. Okay. I miss and the you, good times. That's, it. I, that's all I wanted to hear about the water slides. Okay. And sure. do you miss VHS? Uh, I miss the water slides. Okay. It's funny because, like, you, you think about, like, how vinyl became, like, popular again like it became like the the collector retro like hipster like if you really want to appreciate the music man you got to listen to it on vinyl man it's all analog and shit right you get the real dynamic range but nobody talks about vhs like that because it's a demonstrably inferior uh, uh medium like it's not it's not there's no real reason to watch vhs like there's nothing that it does better than dvd or, or streaming or otherwise i mean it, it, it fits better in a vcr Certainly. And if you have a, a 4.3 TV, uh, most likely it will be formatted for that TV so you can fill the whole screen and be happy. Jason? Do you miss the show Bonkers? You mean the Disney show Bonkers? Yeah. That wasn't my favorite Disney show of the Disney uh, Saturday Do you afternoon. miss the show Freakazoid? I do, yes. 100%. Freakazoid should... I mean, they brought Animaniacs back and it's pretty good. They should bring Freakazoid back. That was beautiful. That show, uh, Ricardo Montalban was in a, a couple episodes. So Jason, good. what if Eugene Levy mm. walked into a store okay. looking for copies of Freakazoid on DVD? Mm. What might that sound like? Hey, excuse me. Uh, I was wondering if you happen to have any uh, copies of the complete season of Freakazoid. And then the, and then the cashier would say, uh, unfortunately, sir, we don't carry it. However, uh, we do have contacts with Warner and we can order it for you. And he would say, ah, that'd be great. That'd be great. If you could just do that, I can pay for it right now if you like. And he'd be like, that'd be perfect, sir. And then he would leave with his receipt in hand, wait two, uh, two to six weeks. And then he would come back to the store and be like, ah, yes, it's Eugene Levy. I have a Freakazoid uh, package. And they'd be like, here you go, sir. And and then, but then there'd be a problem with the with the DVD, and they call it their manager, and their manager would of course be John Hamm, actor John Hamm, and he would say, "Hello, I'm very handsome." And and Eugene would be go, "John, what are you doing here? What happened?" I'm researching a role, and I'm very handsome. Hmm. You're researching a role as a guy that runs a video store. Did I mention I'm very handsome, you, Eugene? You're great. You're great. You look great. You're good. You're, you're wonderful, John. You're wonderful. Can I go watch my Freakazoid now? Well, what was the problem with the disc, uh, Eugene? I, it's got a bit of a scratch, but uh, you know what? If it skips a bit, it's not a big deal. But I was wondering, maybe you could swap it out. Eugene. Uh-oh. And then the credits go. Yeah. Was that fun for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be quite honest. I don't care. That's right. It's a mini episode, baby. Mini. The cuffs are off. It's all raw. We're just mini being stupid. Episode. Do you say pop or soda? Uh, pop. Because we're from the Maritimes. Everybody that was, around here says pop. No, that was your Canadian test. I'm actually updating your review, and you're doing better now. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, nothing against people that say soda. I get it. It's regional. Uh, but fuck the people in the South that call everything Coke. What the fuck is up with that? Not everything is Coke. Coke is Coke. That's it. And cocaine. But Coke is Coke, and cocaine is Coke. That's it. 
It's like, do they just call like all Coke products Coke? No, no. It's like, it's like a, what, what you want Coke to drink? Sure. What kind? Orange? Like that's, yeah, basically it. Seven up. <laughs> you want some Sprite Coke? What kind of Coke you want? Sprite? Okay. Okay. Get you some Sprite Coke. Hmm. But I don't want to make fun of the South too much because I want to go there and I want to eat all their food. Right. Hmm. And you also are a big fan of their politics. Mm, South I, I will start, rise I, again, you all will say to me. I will say I I, uh, I like a lot of their flags. Mm, especially the <laughs> especially the one that flew high in the Capitol, right? That's on right. January 6th. That's right, baby. Yeah, the old the old stars and bars. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if there were stars and bars flags. There must have been. I, but, or the rebel flag, perhaps. Yeehaw! was kind of fucked up, but uh, it's a nice looking flag. I just wish it didn't exist. Listen, listen. They were just they were just two good old boys. They had it on their car. They meant no nothing wrong by it. They never mean to no harm. <laughs> yeah, that's the actual words. Yeah. Thank you. Just a good old boys never mean to no harm. Yeah. So does that mean Boss Hogg was like a progressive Democrat? Maybe. Well, but then again, Southern Democrats tended to be the more racist ones. Well, I don't know what you're saying because when I became governor, okay, Jason, are you listening to me right now? Yeah, I'm listening. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. My name is. Uh, uh, Senator Leghorn? Uh, <laughs> well, Senator uh, Ralph uh, I-Man. Don't worry about the last name. I'm having it changed next week. Okay, Senator I-Man. Uh, and next week to Sanderson. Well, but, Senator, what, what do you have to say? Uh, well, I'm just going to say, when I was governor, I let up to and including four black people on the bus. On every bus. Up to four. I think I made some strides. They call me the white, the white Martin Luther King. Well, that's what my friend called me that down at the corner store. I believe that, yes. My friend name is Bucky, and he is a whiter than well, a lily. Well, you were a governor, and then you got elected to Senate, uh, and now you're a senator. And uh, I don't know how that's possible, and I really would prefer it if you would leave right now. Well, I'm just going to tell you one more thing. No, are you? I did not do anything with that young woman. What young woman? Oh, uh, Man, my name definitely isn't Matt Gates. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, that guy wasn't dressed nice enough to be Matt Gates. No. Guy's got a good fashion sense, but that's it. Jason. Yeah. What's the meaning of life? Um I looked into it and and Douglas Adams says 42 and I tend to agree, but you know, there's lots of different interpretations, you know, the, the Buddhists think that, you know, you come back uh, the Christians think that you're there to serve God, and uh, uh, do you realize that <laughs> those if are Doug- the only religions? Do you realize that if Douglas Adams became a district attorney, he'd be D A D A? Maybe, but I don't mean, do think people, about it. Well, I have to think about it. People don't generally just refer to themselves by their initials, unless they're like signing a fucking painting or something. District Attorney Douglas Adams—that's crazy. Douglas Adams D A. Yeah, that would that would be a good looking title. Doug no D A. Dougie, Dougie adds. What do you think he'd be like in court? I want I want an impression of him right now. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm Douglas Adams, and I'm not really familiar with this whole law thing. I'm more of a writer. Always bring a towel. Uh, yeah, that was a thing that was in a book. You've never <laughs> read those books, though, so you're a fucking poser. I've seen the movie, which is probably better than the books. The movie. Oh, that movie. I like that movie. The movie's okay, but that movie. the problem with that movie is that and I'll say it right now for everybody out there and for you, Brendan. You're just not a fan of Mos Def. No, I like Mos Def. Mos Def was great. I thought Mos Def was an inspired choice for Ford. It was wonderful. And, and, and like, I, I had no problem with the cast in that movie. I thought the cast was great. Um, it was more that 
so much of Douglas Adams' humor comes from the page. He's a writer, and it comes from the writing. And the, the line, and, I've, and, and I'm sure I've said this before, but forgive me, but the line I always point to in those books that, that shows what it is, is and is something you could never show on screen, which is he writes, because you know, Earth is going to be demolished for an interstellar bypass. The Vogon race shows up to destroy the planet. They've got these big constructor ships hanging in the sky. Um, and Douglas Adams writes on the page, the Vogon constructor ships hung in the sky much in the same way bricks don't. I'm sorry, am I boring you? No. Yanni? The Vogon constructor ships, Brendan, hung in the sky much in the same way bricks don't. That is a very funny line. And how do you render that on screen? You can't. That's not something you can show because it's so much a product of its medium. And some things are like that. Like Watchmen is another good one, which is and it's a fine adaptation of the book. It's very direct. But like the book works as a book, as a comic book. It works less as well as a movie because it was built at, from the ground up as a comic book and takes advantage of that medium uh, to tell its story. You know, and, and something often gets lost in the translation. That's why I always say Peter Benchley made the biggest mistake of his life getting associated with Steven Spielberg. But, um, oh, sorry, Jason. I'm referencing a film you're not familiar with. Uh, that's the one with the, with the you know, the, the, the dumb guy. The dumb guy that was in that uh, movie about the opus. Jason, <laughs> I think we've wasted people's time enough. Have we? I don't know. Have we not? I've still got a few minutes before the bus comes. <laughs> well, I guess really, we do have 30 minutes down here. Really pulling back the curtain. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we've, we've had fun jerking off here today, folks, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I've reached completion, so I, that's And I, I thank you for tolerating it because it means that I can go on vacation and see my family for the first time in a year. Yeah, it's nothing to do with COVID. Jason was just having a fight with them. <laughs> I'm not going to see you ever. Mm. But, no, we're going home. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait. Can I sing you a song about you going home? Okay, let's let's uh, finish up with that. Okay, thank mm -mm -mm -mm. you. This is like my Johnny Carson moment uh, with uh, Bette Midler singing uh, "Wind Beneath My Wings." Oh well, now you put a lot of pressure on me. I have, yes, and that was my plan. <sighs> okay, well, as we say goodbye, we say goodbye. Four screen, on country. God save the queen. God save the screen. And for screen and country, I'm Brendan and I'm Jason. Jason's going away. Jason's leaving here. Jason's on vacay and seeing his family with his rear in the air. He's always ready in case of strangers in the night jason's going to nova scotia he's going to see his family his family in nova scotia jason is on vacation. Jason's on vacation. Jason's got away. Okay, we get it. Jason has left us to visit his family. You're crying like I'm not coming back. Ain't he gay?
I just mean happy. Because <laughs> okay, <let> me <laughs> we always talk about old movies. And they use that word a lot. My cat is in here. Baby. And she looks concerned. Jason's on vacation. That was wonderful. Jason's got vacation. Jason's gone for a bit. He's going to be back real soon. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.